Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia the cia and the kgb That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hey, everyone. Happy Thursday. What's up? It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Guess what, guys? I'm in a fucking great mood today. No more um, sourpuss glazer. I apologize for my mood the past three days. Going through a little something-something. Listen, it's, uh, it doesn't happen as often as it used to on my other podcasts last year. Uh, but it's still going to pop up here and there. But I was so excited to um, that I, I got this day to uh, be back to normal and be what I want to be for you, which is in a good mood and in the mood to laugh. Even though yesterday I did laugh a lot and had a lot of fun, even though I was in a negative headspace, it wasn't a fake like getting cheery and like being I mean, obviously, I mean, I went through all the emotions yesterday. Thank you guys for letting me cry on my podcast. I love you. Um, Got a lot of nice notes about it. And um, yeah, and I thought I was going to like regret so many of the things I went off on because it was just like me kind of, you know, emotionally vomiting all over you guys. And um, 
I didn't. I had no regrets. I was just like, you know what? You felt that way. And even if you do feel like, oh, that was a little insane and <laughs> spiraling, like, who cares? Who doesn't? You know? So uh, whenever, yeah, like I said, whenever I annoy you or I'm just like not in the mood for you, like, just know I'll be back to my normal self and maybe take a second to go, dude, I've had days like this and I don't want anyone listening to me. So turn it off or turn it to uh, double the speed and then I'll be, I'll quickly zip through it. Um, Yeah, it's just like, it's uh it's weird when those moods come on but it definitely lifted for me. I'm back on track. I'm taking my meds uh responsibly cuz sometimes I try to stave off my meds because I um I want to be able to sleep or I want to um wait for to feel good and I feel like I don't deserve to feel good so early in the morning and then it'll I'll start feeling bad by the evening if I take it too early. So then I'll take my meds later and then by the time I take it, the mood has already set in and then I can't get out of it. So take your meds, everyone. And if your meds don't work and some days you also feel sad, um, journal or write a song, listen to some music. Uh, there's lots of ways to, to cope with feeling sad. No, what do you do to cope when you are in a mood that, you know, because when I get in a really, I was hanging out with a friend yesterday and they were saying that when they get in a really bad mood, they don't want me around because they're going to – they don't want anyone around because they will p- say really mean things to their loved ones and be – like they don't trust themselves. Like this person was saying like I was in a state of mind where I wanted to blow up my life and I would have tried to blow up our friendship, like our relationship. I would have tried to like hurt you because I was in such a negative place. And I go, I relate to that. I don't do it to – for some reason, I don't do it to you, to this person. And I'm like, I don't do it to Noah. I don't do it to my girlfriends. But I do it to Andrew. Like, I understand that state of mind where, like, there's someone where if you're in a bad mood around them, they should steer the fuck clear and protect. you should protect them from you by staying in your goddamn room all day because you know that you're going to be mean and you can't help it. And But the thing is, and that's why I'm getting to this, I told this person... I told my friend who avoids me when they're when they get in these kind of moods, I go, we need, I like being around you and I want to help you get through those moods because I'm your friend and I love you. And so I want to come up with a way that you can let me know you're in that mood. I can prepare myself and enter into it knowing that the things you say are going to be hurtful and that you can't help them. And you can work on tools that prevent you from being your ugliest self because it is preventable you just have to come up with tools. So I have a couple tools for me when I want to be. And by the way, it's not just Andrew. It's my it's my mom, my dad, Andrew are pretty much the three people in my life that I feel comfortable enough being really, really nasty to when I'm sad. And it's like embarrassing to admit. And it's just because I love them and I know it's unconditional and that I can be. Or, but it isn't. Like my parent, maybe my parents is because I came out of my mom's pussy and my dad's dick at one point. You know, you do come at your dad's dick. Um, I, but I didn't come out of Andrew's dick and or his pussy, and so he could just go fuck you. But then I go, but then the podcast, what's he gonna do? It's like no, no, no. He could walk away from all of it. He doesn't need any of this shit if you're being abusive to him. So I have to work on protecting him from me when I'm in those moods. But most of all, I have to work on 
how I handle my mood because that's not okay. Just because you acknowledge that you're nasty when you're in those moods doesn't mean it gives you a free pass to be that way. So Noah, do I know you're a person that struggles with your anger. What do you, or like being in a mood and saying nasty stuff, just because I've heard of it, I would never even guess it for you. We've talked about it a little bit. What do you do? So similar to your friend who just needs their space from other people that's exactly what I need I just like cannot be around anybody and then I just need to be with myself and either I'll distract myself by reading something or just trying to you know go through the techniques of like just talking myself through it what Um, does that sound like I just I guess a lot of it is thinking about like well do you really want your relationship to be this way like it could just be fun and harmonious and easygoing why do you have to, um, like, uh, why do you have to pick a fight? Mm. Why do you have to have things escalate? Why does it have to go that way as opposed to working it out, just talking through it, not getting so offended, and then just kind of, like, working through why I'm getting offended? Can I put you in a position? Can, I, can we talk about specifics? Because I really do. I want to help myself here. I want to help others here. Let's say you're in a bad mood, and maybe this doesn't, you don't relate to this, so let me know if you do. That um, is, let's say it's not related to your fiance who you live with. It's not, he is not the cause of it, whatever that's putting you in this dark cloud. You don't, let's say you're in a bad mood and just are looking really negatively at the world. Maybe something's going on with work. Like it's outside of him, right? Um, mm-hmm. Will you stay away from him during that time because you know that you'll be mean to him? Because he'll be in the the wake, or do you bring him in? Truthfully, I haven't really felt that way in a very long time. Um, so, but but it's because you got help for it. So let's talk yeah. about before you got help for it. Yeah, I'd probably just like isolate myself and be alone. But that's just like a negative thing I was doing to myself anyway. Yeah, because I I see what happened was like this friend of mine. Like, all of a sudden, I thought they were mad at me and, like, had been given up on our friendship and wanted me out of their life because we went from being, like, very close friends to nothing in, in, like, oh, I went away to Tulum and, like, went away. We kind of were, like, in touch then, like, you know, you are with your people you love when you're on vacation, but, like, not a lot. And then came back and I thought I was going to pick back up to, like, best friends again. And it just didn't and it was like almost like I had done something because it was such a drastic thing however this person I also knew wasn't seeing anyone in their life so I was kind of not taking it personally but I was so angry at being cut out and not being brought in when a friend needs me clearly that I was like I'm fucking done too then if you don't want to tell me if you and then when I find out that this person is just going through a hard time and is actually protecting me from their anger and their sadness, I obviously understood it and was like totally fine with it. When this person was in a better state of mind, they could explain it. But I was like, next time, I I can't promise you that next time I'm not going to want to fucking cut the rope when you do this to me because it felt so, I don't like when friends abandoned me and changed the tone of our relationship. Um, So I can't promise that next time I'm just going to be like, oh, she's just in a bad mood and doesn't want to talk to me and... Like, it's nothing personal. I might go to this, like, fuck her, you know, and, like, cut her off. And I don't want to do that. I want to remember that it's not me. But 
I also think that she can come up with a way of being able to, like a code word, like a rooster type code word of being like, I'm in one of these moods, stay away. But at the same time, I know that when you're in those moods, you need people, you can't do this alone. See, this person was like, seriously, if you would have come by, if you would have like stopped by and demanded to see me, or I would have tried to get you to leave by, by saying the meanest things to you possible that would hurt you so much so that you couldn't ever see me again. Like that's the state I was in. I wanted to like blow up every single thing in my life. And I go, okay. And the person was like, well, it just, for me, I just want to be there for my friends when they get into that. And, um, and I think that some of the things we result, we go to when we're feeling really sad and now I can only speak for myself, but when I'm really depressed, I want to listen to sad music that makes me feel as depressed as I am when I'm suicidal and having those thoughts. I like to listen to podcasts about people who have killed themselves. I like my favorite suicide podcasts that talk, that interview people that have committed suicide. And I like hear how sad they are and I like feel it and I feel justified in my sadness and I feel like they're right. And all of this is like the, it's like laying in a coffin. Like it's the worst thing you can do. Like get out of that. Even though it feels so good to wallow everyone. That's why sad music rocks is because people want to know that other humans feel the same way. When you get in those moods, like, like for me now with Andrew, like if I'm in one of those moods, like I was the past couple days of like wanting to say the things, like wanting to put him down because he's in a cheery mood cleaning his room. And I'm just like, his room's not even clean. Like he shouldn't even feel that good about this. Like I'm like, oh, I did the fucking ugliest thing when I was in... Did I even talk about this podcast? When I was in Tulum, I was such a cunt and I was able to apologize for it right away, kind of right away, you know, like an hour later. But Kirsten and I were getting ready to go to breakfast and I was just like, um, we were talking about like COVID Delta variant, like sweeping the nation and how like it's looking like master, like we were just, it was looking, it was one of those days of the news where it just felt like things were going to shut down again. And Kirsten and I was just like, well, there goes my fucking 55 city tour. I was just like, kind of like, like, ugh, I don't even, that's going to be a logistical nightmare getting like scheduling that. But I was kind of like resolute, like good. I don't even want to go. Like I was so sad about life the past couple of weeks. I was just like, whatever. And then Kirsten was like talking about her husband's 40th birthday. And she was like, I guess, you know, we're going to have to look into a different place to go. We were going to go to Hawaii in, in September but I guess, or November. But now I guess we're going to go. I have a 55-city tour that needs to be figured out. Like, and you're talking about a Hawaii trip? I literally said that as I'm, like, brushing my teeth with her. And she goes, and I loved her for this because I knew that was cunty. I know that there are starving kids in Africa. Everyone's, there's always something that's more red tape or more tragic or whatever based on, like, uh, you know, whatever. There's always someone who's, like, suffering more, and it's so shitty to throw that back at them. And I knew it as soon as I said it. And Kirsten usually just, especially that last week, was just like putting up with my bad mood and being a very nurturing friend and like letting those kind of like ducking those matrixing, those bullets, you know, bending backwards because she's very flexible. But this time, Noah, she just goes, okay, well, um, just because your life is hard doesn't mean that other people don't have hard lives and in different ways. She just said something very gentle. She was just like, "It, you're like... Just because you have 55 dates doesn't mean that some people don't have one that is actually very important to them. And I was just like, yeah, 
and I wasn't ready to like apologize. You know, when you like know you're wrong, but you just can't. You just, it's too embarrassing. So I just finished brushing my teeth. I went to breakfast and I was just so sad. Like that was one of the last days we were there. And I was so sad because I knew what a bitch I had been to my friend and how I had just exemplified the thing I hate more than anything, which is my life's worth is worse than yours. Stop, stop being sad about your life because you don't have a right to be. Why are you sad about Cory Monteith dying? You didn't know him. And then I feel like my feelings are invalidated. Like I hate when people do that. And I did that to my best friend. And so later on we got back to the room. We were alone and I was kind of just like, you know, pouting about something new and I was throwing things around. I was just like packing and like, I hate my, my messy suitcase, my bed. Blah, blah, blah. And, um, and Kirsten's like, talk to me. Like, what's, what are, what are your thoughts? And I was just like, she goes, she, she's so cute. She goes, what's it like when you get depressed? Like, what does it feel like? Because she doesn't suffer with depression like mine. She has depression before, but it's been like triggered by massive life events that would have called for it. And mine's just kind of like out of nowhere. And she was like, what does it feel like? And I was like, I think that's when I said, it's being really mean and not having any control over how nasty I can be. And like, I mean, I had this moment with you and Carlisle that night where I said, I can't believe I was so nasty to Carlisle uh, about um, that one comic that she thought everyone knew, like just dumb shit. And so I said, Kirsten, honestly, I've been in a bad mood for an hour and a half now because of how rude I was to you when I was brushing my teeth about Corey's 40th birthday. And she goes, yeah, I mean, that was like, not that nice, but like, I knew that you were, and I go, she was like, I was like nervous. Like I, I like stood up to like, I like, I just like couldn't take it anymore. I like had to defend myself and I was like, please, yes, don't let me get away with this shit. And I'm not, that's, it's not your responsibility to like, like that's not on I don't ever want to make someone feel like well you let me treat you like that so I'm going to it's your fault that I'm mean and you didn't stand up to me stand up to me pussy that's like such a bully thing to do but I was like Kirsten I know how hard that was because I'm so scary when I'm mean that was awesome and that made me be able to see the the wrongs of my ways sooner than and I'm able to say now like that's so rude and I'm so sorry that I did that and that was and I can really say that, like, that came from a moment of, like, just being defenseless against the tr hairpin trigger of, like, my life is sadder. And we all have it. It's okay. Um, and I was able to forgive myself for that. And then by doing so, Kirsten was able to forgive me. And um, and it's – but it's so embarrassing to – as much as I love to apologize, and I really do – it's not so easy when it's like an hour and a half after you do it's the sooner it's way easier to apologize for things years before than it is minutes after. And the quicker you can minimize that time between you saying it and apologizing. I told this best friend the other day, I said, you know what? I love you enough that I think I would be able to, I can, I think I can forgive anyone for anything. Let me be honest. If Donald Trump Somehow did ayahuasca or something or had a different brain overnight like and just was like, oh, my God, I've been the worst. If he apologized for everything and was like, I was such a dick, slob, selfish, all these things. First of all, I'd go, who wrote this script for him because he's unable to feel these feelings. I mean, I really look at Donald Trump as someone who is incapable of of knowing these wrongs without some extreme medical intervention. Um, but I could forgive anyone. I really could. So um, I don't know. I'm just going to try to apologize sooner. My goal for this weekend 
and for the rest of my life is to the first time I go, you need to apologize, but not now because you're too scared. I'm going to Dancing with the Stars, Bravery, remember that I danced live on TV and that was the bravest thing I've ever done and that if I can do that, I can apologize for something as soon as I know it's wrong. That's my challenge to myself. Let's get Andrew in here so I can apologize to him. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Andrew. <laughs> Another silly up top. No, it was so fun. I'm just like, you know, I'm talking about apologizing oh. and um, how'd you sleep, buddy? Uh, how did I sleep? I slept really well, actually. Yeah. All right, good. I slept almost right. through the night. Well, happy birthday to my oh, dad. Oh, yeah, Big EJ. He uh, turned 66. It's my dad's 66th birthday. Andrew, I call, I FaceTimed him this morning and uh, Andrew hopped on the call with him. And your guys' relationship, he loves you so much. It made me laugh so hard. He just like makes fun of my dad for being old and like you're like the I my dad loves you and you're one of the only people that like I've seen actively talk shit with my dad in like a really funny loving way and um and he just gets such a kick oh, it's out of it. Oh, the best. And like likes to give it back. It's really adorable. I, I, I get along very well with. What'd you say to him? You were making me laugh so fucking hard. I was making fun of he's getting new teeth. <laughs> he has to get his teeth removed. Oh yeah, he has to. And uh. He has to get, my dad has like, when he was a kid, this is kind of a cute story. His dentist, and you know, back in the 60s, his dentist was like, did an x-ray and goes, you know, son, you have a, a tooth that's horizontal that's like in your chin growing on top of your other teeth, like a weird, you know, rogue tooth. You're going to have to have that surgically extracted. You better tell your mom to schedule that. And my dad just was like, okay, I will. And then never told his mom. So cut to like 60 <laughs> years later, he is... It, his teeth are like feeling dead a little bit and he went in and they're like yeah we got to take out four teeth because this fucking weird horizontal tooth anyway it's now gonna cost him fifteen thousand dollars andrew goes fifteen thousand dollars i'll take out your just put in play-doh <laughs> you don't need fucking teeth no one cares about your bottom yeah, teeth like, <laughs> and my dad I, I just love yeah. the fact that like he kind of showed his dentist like uh the dentist was like we got to take this out and he's like no, we don't. It's been 60. Like, he got 60 years out of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. like the dentist was probably like, we got to get no, this he, out right away. And he got that story. Do you know how many times I heard about the horizontal <laughs> tooth growing up? I literally have heard that story 15,000 times. Like, if, for a if I had a dollar for every time my dad told that story, he'd be able to pay for his teeth to get fucking fixed. Um, no, it's, it's, and now my dad's, my dad really is like uh, one of these people that, you know, he's going to get surgery and it's going to be, uh, a big deal in our house because my dad is a uh, he 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 you know I think men sometimes like get a, women can like stand pain and like traumatic like medical events a lot easier than men and like ha less complain about it less because we're always kind of known as being hysterical and naggy and like emotional so women tuck it down and like we've learned to like suppress our pain because it just we don't want someone to go oh this woman's just complaining too much let's just put her out of her misery and keep going that's like you know back in the tr we're in tribes if women cried enough 
they just be like, shut up, bitch, and like probably kill you. So Ugh. women just have to be like, I'm Those fine. Nothing's Ugh. wrong. But men can complain all they want because they also have. But we have to complain. Kill you if you try to like kill them. Being tough, though, you know, like he's got to be. A, yeah. No, no, no. It is not easy being a man, and I'm not saying men are bad. And this is not, you know, obviously this is a generalization. But I've found that men get a little bit like baby or when they're sick. Which when I am in a relationship, I love when a guy is a widow baby, and I get to go. Are you a widow baby? And I get to go. Oh, are you sick? I will take care of you. I love a like a little like man that's just kind of like leaning into being a baby. I probably want a baby, um, but. Uh, I was laughing. You just like, you know, calling my dad on his birthday, it always, or all, and my parents on their birthday, sometimes it feels like, oh, this is just like, I have to do it. It's a little bit like, ugh, I'm not in the mood to call my dad right now. I'd like to be in the mood when I call my parents. And I was, and I wasn't. And then you, and then I was because my dad and I were having fun. He was wearing a shirt that I got him for his birthday a few years ago. And, uh, and then Andrew came in and like made me like you made me appreciate my dad so much in that moment because you he was just so fun with you and like having such a good time laughing. What else were you, you were saying that um he uh he was talking about going to Atlantic City because we've been to Atlantic City or we're going to Atlantic City this Saturday, the Borgata. And my dad had said he went there with my mom ten years ago on some like work trip. They like had, you know, a, a function in Atlantic City and they were like, let's go to the Borgata and he said that Women, it was the first, he goes, I, I guess this happens all the time, but it was the first time I saw women standing on the bar making out, which I guess is a thing. And then we're like, no, it's not. Yeah, and he was like, and then all the guys were cheering them on. And I was like, man, these guys are crazy. <laughs> and it's like, you mean the women making out on the bar? Like, his yeah. takeaway. Well, I like was, that my dad blamed yeah, it on the men. Like, on the- <laughs> because he should. <laughs> we're doing it for the men. It is the men's problem. And Andrew goes, you mean the women? Because my dad was like, God, I, we just left being like, I guess men are like that. They're crazy. And it's I like, mean, there's nothing more wait, fun what? than telling an old man you'll beat the shit out of him. Like, I think every guy can relate to telling so an old funny. guy who's falling apart, who is maybe kind of tough in their old, back in their day, that you will beat them with their own fake hip. You know, stuff like that. It's just two yes. guys <laughs> just like... Yeah, I'll rip your dick off it's and so put funny. it in your ear. And he's like, you, you will. It looks like an old turtle. Yeah, yeah. It's just so fun. It's so, it's so funny. fun. It's so um, fun. And, and yeah, I'm looking into getting my dad a, a present today. I got to figure out what to get him. I um Every every year I get him. I try to get him something. I mean, I bought my mom a fucking car. And so my dad's probably waiting like, what's it going to be? And I'm like, oh, it's a new guitar pick. Get him an iced out grill um, for that bottom mouth. Just be like. Yeah, maybe I'll just pay for his fucking I mean, teeth. that would be there an you unbelievable go. present. Uh, at least part of Maybe it. Maybe I'll do that. Know? Well, if I had a dollar, keep talking, Dad. <laughs> Every time you tell that story, I'll start going ka-ching. Yeah, you're uh, like... Ka-ching? That's not like, even the right... You've just been so, so nice to me lately. And he's like, is there a correlation here between him and needing teeth? Like... <laughs> yeah. It's, no, my dad is... Uh, I love my dad. Happy birthday, Dad! August fifth, nineteen fifty-four. Great, great time. He's a he's a great dad. I really lucked out. Made me who I am. Um, he's like I can't believe he's even an age where he would go. God, that's old as fuck. Like today, he joked that he was forty-nine. He was like, "Andrew, I'm just forty-nine." I go, "You actually have the spirit of a forty-nine-year-old easily." Oh, yeah. And he move he moves a little bit slower now, but my dad, I mean, I I don't w- without sounding ridiculous, my dad has a hundred percent the best body of any sixty six year old man you will ever <laughs> see. 
unless that 66 year old man like only spends time on his body my dad 100% has the best body and I am bragging a little bit because I have my dad's body I do have a dad bod <laughs> everyone knows it um I will be I will be I'm turning like the because I don't exercise anymore I don't diet and I realize like my normal body without doing anything extra is lanky and long and like kind of hairless like my dad's and I got a huge dick oh. um but I I am like I'm turning my dad and I look the same from the back like the same we both have no ass <laughs> our legs are exactly the same sometimes my dad and I sit and next to each other and our feet are like it's just it's eerie but I'm very grateful because my dad has a beautiful like even woman's figure I mean like it's an androgynous men or women would accept it would you agree I mean yeah I think the older you guys get you're getting closer to meeting in the middle of being the same and then my mom I can my, my, my voice my personality and voice is turning into my mom and I told her the other day I go I used to hate when people said that and now I fucking love it because you're the funniest person ever so if i get my dad's bod and my mom has a great bod too i've just like accepted that we i don't get my sister got my mom's looks i got my dad's looks and i got my mom's personality so today um i was actually doing an impression of my the thing that makes my dad laugh more than anything that i do is impressions of our family members and my mom i i haven't even done when i was living at home i used to do my mom like for my dad when my mom's being not her best self and like, because this morning I could hear the vacuum going in the background and I go, what's, is mom, I go, is mom cleaning? And she goes, of course she's cleaning. And I go, who's coming over? And he goes, no one. And I go, dad, someone's coming <laughs> over. There's, my mom would not be feverishly the cleaning Amazon at 9 a.m. Unless someone's, <laughs> and he goes, your sister, yeah. but she doesn't care. And I go, yes, she does. And my sister, I've told my sister sometimes, because when my mom, when I was living there, my, my, my mom would go crazy cleaning. And I go, what are you doing? Lauren's coming over. And she's like, I'm not doing this for Lauren. I'm doing it for me. And I go, it seems to be for Lauren because you weren't cleaning before Lauren said she was coming over. Then you started clean. Like, <laughs> it's okay to admit that you want your daughter to think you have a clean house, even though she grew up in it and she knows it's clean and she knows you're crazy. Um, and I say that with love, crazy with love. But um, I just started going, I started doing an impression of my mom for my dad, which is maybe my most favorite thing to do um, because it makes my dad laugh so hard. So I just started going, EJ, I'm cleaning the fucking house. What's it to you? If you would, it's your birthday. I haven't asked you to do a goddamn thing this today. You, why are you giving me shit for cleaning? I like a clean fucking house. You know, it's, it's, I'm the only one that picks up over here. We look like goddamn white trash. We got the kids coming over. I want it to be clean. And my dad was laughing because so, you guys don't understand. That is ex exactly how my mom sounds exactly when she is in like the fight or flight response of um you know being told you know my mom does not like being told why are you cleaning because i want to god damn it are you sure it's not because we're having people over and you're just trying to make people think that you are better than you are based on your clean cleanliness of your house even though they don't care and they love you anyway i'm not doing this for someone else it's just uh that's my mom <laughs> andrew what are you laughing about? You doing her voice? What are oh. you? What the fuck? Oh, no, I, you were... you're just you. You know what? You could you could pick up some things. I, I never ask you to pick up anything when you yeah, come over yeah, you to our house. But no, when when have I asked you to pick up anything? You told Andrew? me uh, to throw some cans in recycling a couple times. 
Oh, oh, did you throw those cans in recycling? Was that hard I mean, for it's you? Just like, this is all my mom. Wait, I just realized I this is me. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm you are in some You're both your mom oh. and your dad. Like, a- anything you complain about your Isn't parents. Isn't that weird? I see, like, in you. And I know. You know, I look, know. I have my, I have my dad's tits and my mom's dick, so I get it. I mean, if your parents would have like hung out with you more, maybe you would have picked up something uh, of of, yeah, of theirs. Like, uh, yeah, but we had a we had a house but, cleaner, you know, to because do that. they kind of abandoned you emotionally. And yeah, do you ever sound like um, Renita? <laughs> I think I picked up things from my mom during my whenever I'm very lazy. I mean, my mom was extremely lazy yeah. due to depression, and uh, you know, never left her bed and just played solitaire and drank wine on the rocks. I do that, but just with Lacroix. Um, and instead of solitaire, I just watched Dave. Your mom would have been so fucking into Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. Oh my seltzer god, seltzer water wasn't big yet. I forgot, like flavored seltzer water. It yeah. wasn't, dude. You know what my mom will eat? The other that's night, wild is a lamb chop, what? and she what? likes to suck on the bone, boy. <laughs> I mean, that is you, dude. That is you. Sucking oh, on the she'll bone. Just chew on the bone. I'll be like, Mom, not now, dude. Can you fucking do it in your own room? I love your parents. It's it's so funny to like hear about like, and I'm so glad your mom isn't in that state. I mean, your mom has her own issues that she's going through health wise now. I'm so scared but for like, her. So glad that that didn't. Listen, I'm so scared. Glad that her depression didn't kill her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. That kind of depression, I've been through it. I don't. I, I would have done the same fucking thing that your mom did. Yeah, I just like you know. I back was talking in the day, to her. Like, you don't have any other fucking. I was talking to her yesterday, tools. and I was like getting so fucking sad with like just her being in Florida and like literally, she was talking to her lung, you know, because she has COPD <laughs> and she was, which is uh, emphysema, which is a lung disease. Which so if you have COVID with that, it's pretty much it's a ticket to whatever to. Uh, yeah, does she? Have she the does have the vaccine, which I found okay. interesting That's that good. she could take the vaccine. So why couldn't? Anyone? But anyway, so then uh, she said her lung doctor saw like forty new patients, like within the last day of COVID, and they were all you know yeah. just like he told her he she should not yeah. like leave her fucking her own bedroom. So she's like fucking yeah. a prisoner. Well, she's like, okay, back to nineteen. Yeah, to be honest, two yeah, through. She's like, load up there. You just hear six. American Online going. <laughs> but anyhow, you've got just, mail. Yeah, it's just a lot. Um, but yeah, life is sad. And um, what I wanted to say though, uh, before you really brought it down with why well, I said lamb chops. Just kidding. I, I'm. Oh. Dude, I'm kidding. I love I love talking about sad stuff, and um, I'm sorry that it was sad for you to talk to your mom. Uh, you can always talk to me about that stuff. You know, I'm there for you, bro. Through your bedroom um, door. Truly. Through your bedroom what? door, and you're like, "Why are you on this side of the house?" Yeah. But my mom, Nikki. I'll just go. No, don't you hear the white noise machine? I'm fucking master vibrating yeah. myself right now. I don't want to talk about your mom possibly dying. My, my B. Um, no, what I. <laughs> What I will say is that the other night you when you got when you came out of your bedroom yesterday morning with a bunch of cans and you were like, I'm cleaning, baby. I'm feeling good. You go. Yeah, I think I was actually depressed the past couple of days. It was funny to me that you like didn't know you were depressed until. Yeah, I knew I. I, I or maybe you didn't you articulate know, I don't it. know what it is. with, And I, I it's like that thing where like I don't want to complain anymore about things. But like anytime I fly. 
I swear to God, two days after, I'm just in a weird mental state. I, and I think a lot of people, like, flying affects their brain. And that on top yeah. of, you know, the other stuff that was stressful this weekend. Yeah, a lot of stressful stuff Yeah, and stuff Brenna leaving. This past weekend. And, like, yeah. Brenna leaving, me being in a fucking bad mood, the one person you live with that's not really talking to you. I mean, it's like, it, of course. But I, I do want to say, though, it was... You were like, I saw you post. We weren't really talking that much. I was just like not in the mood to be social. It wasn't about you. It's so funny that I was just talking about someone doing that to me and now I'm like offended by it. And, I'm, and, <laughs> and and that I have a right to be offended because I'm like, just tell me you're in a bad mood then. Like, don't just cut me out and say like, then I think it's about me. But I was like, not that social, wasn't talking to you. But then I saw in your story, you were like, oh my God, this new racing show. I'm obsessed. There's some uh, show you're obsessed heist. with, some money drug heist. show or something. Money heist. And then I was like, okay, so he's in his room, like, enjoying this new show. He's not, like, staying away from me because he's mad at me. Because I thought you were just, like, fine, bitch. And, when like, was in this? your room trying to avoid me. And, like, just like oh. when you were in your room all day a couple days ago. But you were watching Money Heist. I heard it through the door. I was like, oh, he's into this new show. And then it was confirmed through your Instagram. Sorry, I'm going to make this very quickly. And then I go to bed later that night. And I'm on my phone. And all of a sudden, I, I, the, my lava lamp went out. And my phone kind of went, because it uh, un like it was plugged in and I felt it go burp like it was like unplugged and then plugged back in so we had like a power surge and Andrew texts me what the hell what the fuck was that and I go what do you mean and he goes like the, you rarely use fuck I think in a I text. said what the hell was that angry which is about even it. more you were like scared and angry yeah you said what the hell was that and I go I think a power surge like it's back on right everything's okay and you were like yeah but that was weird and I was like I just don't I think everything's fine like it's fine and then you were just like I think I just got upset because it turned off my TV. And I was like, I knew it. I knew I that your response was like, you were sad that money heist got, you had to like restart money. <laughs> I had to figure out where I was. I mean, I didn't know if I was at 2248 or 2834. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Let's get to the news. news. Apparently. Here we come. You heard it here Thursday. first. You heard it here first. Oh, my God. The weekend's coming. What are you going to do? Are you going to go out on a boat? you going to go out on the lake? you going to hit golf balls? you going to hit your wife? I hope not. Okay. Oh, God. What? I said I hope not. Yeah, don't hit your wife. Oh, yeah, God. All the swells for everyone out there for sure. Um, have a great time. Yeah. See you in Atlantic oh, City. Oh, yeah. We're coming to Atlantic City, the Borgata, the music box. Some people call it the box. Other people call it music land. Here we go. Listen, if you have meet and greets to the Borgata or any of my upcoming shows, if they do get canceled, you can get your money back through the box office. Like, you'll find that. And just don't get mad at me if I cancel meet and greets. I'm just trying not to get Delta. I'm trying not to give you Delta. Like, but I, I'm, it's, it's on a case-by-case basis. But um, just understand that I'm not doing it because I don't want to meet you. It's just because I'm scared that, uh, of, of, of that stuff. So um, that's all you I want to say. You think Delta Let's, will change its name? Like you think they'll because remember when it was Corona and then it was corona? COVID and who's kill, still calling it? Someone said the coronavirus the other day and I go, what the fuck are you <laughs> That's talking what I'm about, saying. sir? I I, someone I mean, will call it like uh, you know uh, what would be uh, like uh, David fourteen or something. I don't know some because hmm? they changed it from Corona to COVID nineteen. So maybe we'll go from oh right, right Delta right, right, right. to David TWA. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. okay. I can't believe I haven't heard so many jokes about. I made a joke uh, last week on stage that San Antonio looked like it wasn't suffering with the Delta variant; it was suffering with the Southwest or the Spirit Airlines variant, and people fucking loved it. And I go, "Have we all not made that joke a million times?" <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, I think I think Delta has been getting crushed. 
I feel like the airline for that. Oh, airlines are fucked right now. Anyway, maybe it's in the news. All right, Let's five go to the first parrots story. had to be. S- <laughs> no, maybe it is in the news. Okay, <laughs> five parrots oh, had to be separated at a UK zoo after encouraging each other to swear at guests. Oh, that's cute as fuck. <laughs> that's what one of them said. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, so five parrots had to be. <laughs> Oh, they're African greys. Yeah, these things talk a lot. <laughs> this is the one that um, Pete Lee has. These ones, if you want to get a pair that talks, these are the babies to get. Oh, my God, they're so cute. Yeah, they said usually they clam up when they get outside. They don't curse as much. But these five, oh. like, be, like they, they get what each other going, say? you know? Oh, sweet. But so they had to be separated. What did they say? It's so cute when a bird knows it's being mischievous. They are so fucking smart, dude. What were they saying? I, was it in British accents yeah, too? Yeah, so people weren't as upset because it sounded smart still. But yeah, no. Uh, Maybe they were asking for a cigarette. <laughs> yeah, but they added a fuck to it. Which is also offensive. Uh, yeah, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so they had to be separated throughout the zoo. Maybe they were asking Matt Damon for a cigarette. <laughs> Matt Damon's daughter. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, I uh, they didn't say exactly what they were saying, but parents, they were worried about children hearing them. Although most people loved it, I you mean, know, obviously. Come on. You know what? We you, A cursing parrot exhibit at a zoo would fly off the shelf. People, you, you go at your own discretion. It's in an enclosed space, so you have to agree that, you know, kids are watching porn now. Like, there's no... I, I have not seen a are you 18 or o- over thing before a porn site in forever. That's because I have memberships to them all where I've confirmed that with my credit card. But... um. You know, why are we protecting kids from really fun things, which a parrot cussing, you got to let that what's worse, go. a parrot cussing or a monkey jerking off and then smelling its own shit? I mean, you tell me. I mean, you you <laughs> tell me. I think parrots cussing are like, I've been comparing F-Boy Island and reality yeah. shows to going to a zoo because people go, it's fake. And I go, zoos are fake, but the animals are living within this fake environment and living real lives and we watch them and have entertainment when i watch if i go to the zoo people are like wow you're cultured and you love animals if i watch f boy island people are like you're a narcissist you're watching for yourself no they go you know that's that's not real tv and it's like no this is like watching human animals act and like jerk off on each other and and cuss and i just think um why what did they say so watch f boy island stuff no, 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 no. People say in general about about uh, oh, reality oh, shows like, or are it's all yeah. fake. Yeah, I mean that's the number one way that people who think they're smarter than like who don't want to be only are like that are so cool. Like the Taylor Swift song where she goes with some indie record that's much cooler than mine, where she's making fun of Jake Gyllenhaal, being like, "I'm gonna go over here because my anyone who does something to be kuh, you know, like if you don't watch reality TV because you think it's like dumb and not because you actually don't like it." Then you're kid. You're just doing something to present like you're an intellectual and you're not. And actually, intellectual people love reality shows because it's like a nature document. It's like Jane Goodalling for humans. <laughs> I'm just. I, we should get a parrot that fucking curses, dude. Dude, I'm ready to get a parrot. Well, they curse I, I want to get like, a parrot all the time. Can we like no, no, give no, no. them like a certain no. time? Because I don't want to be awake. Yeah, you beat it. When oh, you don't oh. want it to, and then you stop beating it when you oh, want it to. Okay, it's well, very then that's simple. Pretty simple. 
no, no, no. They, they, you know, we might get, you might get one that bites and that isn't great and like won't even talk. Sometimes you get a parrot that's doesn't talk, you know, like it's just like having a kid. You might get one that's just like not. My buddy's dad does kind of fucked their bird up. Their bird would what? eat out of its ma- out of his mouth. Like, and he was kind of like oh, a I tough guy. To play- and then you would see him with this bird picking food out of his teeth. Oh, I loved <laughs> Kiwi used to go in my yeah. braces and pick out stuff. <laughs> And I'd put his put his whole head in because birds have a bunch of feathers around their neck, so it their necks are really just the like little bone with some tendons, you know, like it's very little. But their necks are all just fluff. So when you put their head in your neck, you can close your mouth around it like you're whistling, and just leave a. And it looks like you've just bit off its head because you you've closed it around its neck, which is very small. And it's so and everyone freaks out, but. Man, I miss Kiwi, and I miss Brenna. What's the next story? Okay, so a study finds that men who ejaculate, speaking of Brenna, 21 times a month were one-third less likely to develop prostate cancer than men who ejaculated only four to seven times a month. I mean, what a study. Tell me the percentage again. 21 times. If you ejaculate 21 times a month, you're one-third less likely to develop prostate cancer. Oh, damn it. What a weird study, though. Right, like how, well, I mean, they said that they did it throughout, like, their 20s to 40s. Like, it was a long study. Mm-hmm. So, But I got to figure, like, if you're older, you're more likely to get prostate cancer, and you're more likely to jerk off less. But And prostate cancer is one of the easiest ones to survive. Dr. Drew um, had prostate cancer. I remember he told me he got his prostate removed. He now shoots out nothing. No cum. I thought Easy that's cleanup. because he got his tubes t- or whatever his... Uh, no. Vasectomy? Oh. No. Vasectomy, you shoot blanks. Um, you still shoot cum, but it's like kind of more watery, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, besties. <laughs> but then uh, remove your prostate, nothing comes out. Literally zip, like a ghost I cum. mean, I honestly, I do not, I don't jerk so you have to off mime nearly. And I'm going to die tomorrow. I don't jerk off. I jerk off, I think, maybe five times a month right now. You said every four days. Yeah, so every four. So, so eight, ten right. times. I got to. You're going to be fine. Don't, the problem you don't is I jerk off dry no and then I bruise you. my own penis. Or I could rip my own oh, penis. Yeah. I, I, it's a mess down oh, there shit. sometimes when I go to town oh, for my too God. long. Yeah. How are you doing with um, not coming uh, because your girlfriend's I'm gone? I'm just jerking it more. And, uh, you know, my sex drive isn't crazy to begin with. But... Uh, How's your golf drive? Fantastic. I shot a 79. I broke 80 for the first time yesterday. Oh, my God. You want to know a crazy story yesterday? Have you ever seen Legend of what? Bagger Vance, that movie? E- no, but I know so about it. I was playing, and I shot pretty good. I shot a 40 on the front nine, and then starting on the back nine, uh, a guy, a black guy, just appeared who was wearing, like, layer, like multiple layers. It was 90 degrees out with two gloves. He was wearing two gloves that weren't even golf gloves. He looked homeless. And he had an old, really mm-hmm. old set of clubs. And he was playing mm-hmm. in front of me. one whole, Like, he started right in front. And he's like, why don't we just pair up? And so I just started playing with this. I, and he goes, Bagger Vance. Vance. And I swear to God, like, I don't think he paid to, to, to play. Did you ask his name? For, uh, his name was Alan. And, um, okay. And, it's so weird you just make and these And I just friends. played with this guy it. who was wearing layers in 90 degrees. Did you guys talk? Yes. Did you ask him about his layers and his, yeah. his sweater vest? Yeah, he goes, I'm 61 and years old. Like he goes, I played Jada? with these old clubs because I want to know how hard it is when they used to play. And he was so easygoing about bad shots. And he was like, What'd I he thought shoot? he was my imagination after he left. He left before the nine was over and he just walked off into the woods. And I'm like, 
Did anyone else and see didn't say goodbye? <laughs> it, it was wild. Wow, that's and, I, and I broke nuts, 80 for dude. the first time ever. And I think this guy came to my life. It was pretty like it was pretty wild. That's really amazing. I can't believe I asked you about golf yesterday. Well, I wanted to save it for the that. pod, but yeah. That is incredible. Yeah, I don't know. All it's right, hard to well, explain. Um, let's get to uh, this. This transitions perfectly into our um, weekly yes, sports moment. Of, uh, why do I care about sports? Here's Andrew's weekly sports moment. Wait, did we throw a fanthrax in there for a second? <laughs> there was a little bit of a, a fanthrax. Listen, it's coming. No one's going to hear that when I no, clean no, it up. We're going to clean it up. Keep the no, leave it in. in, bitch. You're slipping, Slim. <laughs> slipping, slipping. Your slipping, Slim, comes from when my dad had a one job. The only time he ever waited tables, he was like in over his head. He <laughs> lied about having experience, just like you have before for a waiter job. And he was delivering someone their soup and he was sweating a lot because he was just like overwhelmed. And there was like a piece of sweat that just fell oh. in this guy's soup as he set it down. And then the guy just looked at his soup and looked up at my dad and goes, you're slipping slim. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I say it all the time. Happy birthday, dad. All right. Oh, what's our sport shit. moment? Okay. A news. Oh, no. Wait, that's. <laughs> I just started reading the ejaculation God, story. Brenna. I'm slipping fat. All right. Okay. Yeah, dude, you need to come. Come on. Cat on the loose draws MVP chance in Bronx at a Yankee Stadium and sets the ground crew off on a wild chase. You got to watch this. Wait, 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 wait. You just, I, so I just saw the headline so I know what the fuck it is that you were saying. You, it sounds like you said chance. Yeah. Like, uh, just, like he has a chance, but it's chant. Like chants. Yes, chants. Like yes, people yes. chanting. Cat on the loose draws MVP yes. chants. So people were screaming MVP, MVP, yes. right? So that's another way. You know another way of saying this? So there was a cat on the loose at an, a baseball game, and the crowd loved it so much they started chanting MVP. For that sure. would be a, For a sure. way to read that. Yeah. This is just in case yeah. you wanted to yeah. at some point. Oh, my God. So this cat is like, so scared and so cute. It looks like an ocelot. So this cat... It's so, so cute. It's so it's around outfield. It's people are running so after. So apparently it. the cat. Oh wait, let's hear the chanting. This is how boring baseball is because it's a Baltimore Yankees game. You know, people are losing their mind. Oh, they're they're chasing this cat around the field. I mean, you guys, there's four guys that are the ones that come out and oh my god, they can't catch it. These they must feel so dumb. What's dumber than chasing a cat like in front of a bunch of baseball players watching Whoa. you? And these guys are the oh my god, this. It's like jumping around. These guys are the ones that come out and, and lay the little things, and then they drag them like rakes. Well, no one wants to, like, without the, gloves on, you don't want to grab a cat. A cat's going to fuck you up. You know, oh, this poor cat is just so scared. The poor kitty. They're just not handling it the right way. They're acting like this cat is a wildebeest. Like, it's a cat. They're freaking out. It, they cannot catch it, you guys. <laughs> you got to watch this video. The dugout is going crazy. The, these guys who are, the like, you know, the field hands. He's running 30, now, 40 yards. Yeah, now goes. they're cheering it on. Oh. Like, it's like, run, run, run. He oh, now it went into the box. It went, oh, he went to go get refreshments. Not many oh people notice that, that cat just cat. got a minor league contract. Dude, that cat was incredible. That was a great sports moment. I can't believe I didn't see that. Uh, I mean, how does a cat on the inter internet get in a stadium? Like, how does he get to that field? Because it was a stray. No, no, I, no, I know straight, that, but I'm it, just saying, like, like, okay, he climbed the fence. It's a city cat. He climbed yeah. the fence, got over it. 
just crept around, was eating eating mice, yeah. eating popcorn, kind of having like a, a day of it. And then, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone brought him and then released it, but well, that he was, was in the dugout for all those They saw him in the dugout, men. and then they just kind of let him be, which was kind of cool of them. Like, they let him just chill, and then he ran out to the field. But I just love picturing this cat being like, yeah, like getting to the actual field, like all the things he had to go through. Mm. You know, it's like Ocean's Eleven yeah. for this cat. I love, um, I love that we protect animals once they've become like, you know, this cat is gonna have a great life. No one's gonna take that cat to the pound. Whereas if that cat was just found outside the stadium, it probably would be euthanized. Oh, tomorrow. you're saying this cat because is gonna like become older... the cat of the Yankees? You think? Well, you know, that cat is definitely has a story now, so now people want to get it. Like, that's why when you get a pet from rescue places, rescue places do such a service for getting animals adopted. And people don't realize this, but when, you know, you go on Pet Finder, all these things, the dog or the cat, a lot of times um, photographers offer their services to, or groomers, or, like, people make bow ties for, for rescue animals so that they can look cuter for the picture to win over a person that might be looking for a new animal. And then on top of that, and I don't want to accuse anyone, but I do think that stories about the, these, these cat and these animals' stories that they come with as a rescue animal are sometimes embellished or complete fabrications in order to give the person who is swiping around for animals Oh my God, this, this animal comes with such a good story. It was found on the streets living in a pizza box and it used a pepperoni as a pillow. And like, <laughs> yeah. then you, when you have a story, you want to, you want this animal more. Now you get to tell everyone about it. So, um, just know that those stories are sometimes lies and be okay with it because that animal has a story that you don't know about anyway. There's no way to know what its story is. And man, I think if I could have one, if I had like a genie with three wishes, one of them would be to hear Marion and, and Luigi's real life story before I got them. I just want to know what happened to them and where they came from so I can understand why Luigi gets scared of Amazon boxes that I'm carrying. Like who threw a box at you and where can I go find that person and murder yeah. them? Um, I want, yeah. I mean, you I, know, Marion got her stitches out today. She's fully oh, that's healed. that's amazing. I was thinking, yeah, has so anyone excited. ever said, maybe you've said this before, that Marion looks like Nick Nolte's uh, mugshot? Wow, no. Okay. I just sent wrong. a picture of a side-by-side -side to Jen because she thought we should have dog for merch. And I go, Marion next to, like, of a mugshot of Marion next to Nick Nolte's mugshot. Could be really funny. Well, the... It really is funny. There's a picture of Marion, though, that no joke looks identical to Taylor Swift's um, uh, reputation album cover. I think where she's kind of, she kind of has her chin up and she's going <laughs> like, she kind of looks, she has like messier hair. It was her being like in uh, it. I'm going to send Noah the side by side because I have it saved that I, I, I took one time. Jennifer Lawrence actually, um, we hadn't talked in a bit one time and I posted a side by side of Marion with the Taylor Swift. And uh, I remember it was so funny that Jen texted me and was like, holy shit, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen. They look identical. So we'll put her next to Nick Nolte <laughs> yeah, and we'll I put her next it. to Taylor Swift. You guys <laughs> see and send us what you think she looks like. Um, speaking of sending us feedback, let's get to Fan Thrax.
Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with the season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. Thank you so much to uh, Avi. What's Avi's last name again? Maria. Callaway. <laughs> Aria? Avi Aria? Avi Aria. Oh, got it. Holloway. <laughs> Avi Holloway. Thank you for the um, for letting us use your voice or whatever that was. It sounded like, I mean, it's. I just don't understand how that is even. How, is that, are there effects put on that? Or can he sound like that when he's like cooking oatmeal? I put effects on it, but he can sound like that cooking oatmeal for sure. That's so cool. Hold on one second. No, I'm going to go grab a fan fax letter that someone gave to me in San Antonio, and I put it on my bag, and I didn't read it yet because I wasn't ready for the emotions that it might stir. So one second. Well, she's gone. Let's talk about uh, Megadeth. How are they doing? They're fine. I think they're putting out a new album. How's uh, Corn? Corn, I'm not sure about. I'm not a huge fan of Corn, so I don't keep up with them. What about Slipknot? Slipknot, uh, the former drummer Joey Jordanson just passed away. That's so fucking sad. Yeah. What about Insane Clown Posse? <laughs> I have no idea. What about Bad Religion? <laughs> I think they're okay. What about uh, <laughs> All right. a tool? <laughs> <laughs> What are you up to now? I, I missed. I just all asked of that. Noah about different bands. Megadeth. <laughs> Thin Thrax. That's as good as I can do. Okay, I'm gonna start with this one that I just found. Okay, this this I got from Thanks, um, Bestie Sonia, who was at Sonia. our San Diego show or uh, San Antonio show, and she um she gave this to Jen who was at the merch booth to give to me. And uh, I, I was scared to read it because I was just like feeling too many things last week. Uh, on the t It's a beautiful card. It's pink. It's it's like Taylor Swifty. has all these cutouts. It says NG on it. It says Nikki Glaser. You know I love that. It says my name on it. Anything is great. It says jackpot. It's, these, uh, it says so poppy. Have all the swells and kuh. It says, Nikki, where to begin? I have so much to say. First off, you are my Taylor Swift. I am minorly obsessed with you. You have been with me for years now. I heard you on Sirius and have been hooked since. I went a little crazy when your pod, when your You Up podcast ended. I was stoked when the new one started. Thank you so much for all the work you put in. You helped me immensely at work. I find myself cracking up while listening. My coworkers know you as the voices in my head. So happy for your success. Wish you all the best on your tour. I will continue to live vicariously through you. Lots of love, bestie. Sonia. And then there's a little bird um, cursing um, at the bottom. No, it's not cursing. Um, that's so lovely, Sonia. Uh, whenever someone tells me that I'm their Taylor Swift, it's like blows my mind because uh, – And but I, I get it because I you know that I get it. So – um, thank you so much. It, like that's the greatest gift you could give me is is saying that um, that I'm your Taylor Swift because you know what she means to me. Like uh, like uh, she means a lot. So I hope that that just I'm gonna cry if I talk about it a little bit more. But um, thank you for that personal note, Sonia. Thank you for coming to the show. And um, sorry I didn't get to meet you because I'm guessing that you had meet and greets that I had to cancel. And thanks for not giving me shit about it um, and understanding. Let's get to the next letter. Hi, Nikki, Andrew, and Noah. This is Anne from Japan. Uh, I, I'm not Japanese, but I do currently live in Japan. Um, I have a mispronunciation story for you. 
it was committed yes. by my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. We were on a group date at a restaurant, and when it was my husband's turn to order, he inquired about the Edamame. Mindstone. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, of course, he was... He was Penelope. asking about the minestrone soup. Um, now, he's what a, from what a, a very Mine small strong. town in Kansas, like 200 people. So Cute. he hadn't been exposed to exotic cuisine. Um, it's no not excuse, that the cheesecake factory is that exotic, I'm just but kidding. still, we, we all kind of cut him some slack, but we exotic. also did ridicule and um, laugh at him. I love it. Relentlessly for a little bit. So he thinks that that's someone my who... mispronunciation story. Um, love the pod. Keep it up. Don't be kid. Thanks, Anne. Thanks, Anne from Japan. Oh. Don't be kid out there in Japan. Um, Mindstrone is so funny. And like, obviously, that looks exactly like Mindstrone. You know, she, they're not wrong. Her husband isn't wrong. Although he does call someone who conducts an orchestra a minestrone. <laughs> isn't that a maestro? <laughs> Someone that conducts an orchestra. Yeah. Maestro. Seinfeld. Maestro. But um, I was predicting that he was going to say, my dad and my sister and I one time went to a Japanese restaurant uh, here in St. Louis that was run by a white guy had just opened. And he was like, come on in, folks. Can I get you an order of Edamame? And we were like, mm. <laughs> I just remember we mocked him <laughs> relentlessly for saying, and then one time, my sister and I say pepperoncini instead of pepperoncini oh yeah which i guess I is the way that. to do it it's just ridiculous when you hear someone say pepperoncini but one time we let we ordered pepperon pepperoncinis and this guy goes yeah i can get you a little order of pepperoncinis and we mocked him the way we giggled at him probably made him feel really sad like how much two little girls were laughing at him saying Cini. i hate i hate gyro um, and and um euro oh. like or what is it Gy- I used to work at a Middle what, East what restaurant. What is it? What's the pronounced one? struggles with what? it. Euro. euro. I say gyro, but you know yeah, what? Yeah, but I don't there's care. some gyro but Nazis out there. It's definitely not gyro. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Shut up, you pricks. Anyways, yeah. what's next? No, it's... I, I think it's gyro, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, love a good mispronunciation. Minestrone or minestrone. Uh, what's the minecraft? Minecraft. Minecraft is what a lot of teens are playing. Adrian. Hey, Nikki. Hey, Noah. Andrew. That was a weird order. Uh, Andrew is not going to be happy about that one. Oh, come uh, my on. My name is Adrian. I'm Uh-oh. from Switzerland. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I listen to it every morning. You guys oh. always like the first voices Love I you. hear in the morning, which is kind of cool. Oh uh, I have a hey, babe moment to share with you guys. Um, as I mentioned, I'm from Switzerland. We speak Swiss German, but uh, there's also a French and an Italian part. So I remember my dad once talked to me in Italian, and I guess I repeated something because then he told me I have a very sexy accent, which is kind of weird to say to your own son. Oh, a hey, babe moment. So, um, yeah, we oh, haven't spoken. No. no kidding. Uh, that was my hey, babe moment. Um, Keep up I agree work. with your dad, I really though. I enjoy listening to your podcast. And uh, don't be care. Um, also, yeah. I'm really trying to spread the word about care. And people really seem to enjoy it. Bye, guys. Oh, Adrian, hot. Adrian, doesn't he kind of remind you of Gleb? Like, does he, it, like, his, the accent, even though it's not, Gleb is so sexy that anyone that kind of reminds me of his, his struggles with English, which he doesn't really even struggle with, 
like kind of turns me on. Is that what you're saying? I guess it just rings something in your head. Yeah, I agree with his dad. Yeah, I I would. Dude. There's something, too, about him being like, it's French, German with Italian and. I know he knows all the things. But the fact that his dad said he sounds sexy when he was 12 with an Italian accent. Maybe his dad's just complimenting himself. You know. And by the way, when he said I have a hey babe moment, I go, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, I don't even know. I didn't even know we were doing those. I love that we're doing those. I, I, I think we had one uh, Fanthrax one time where someone had shared a story. Let's get more of those, guys. Hey babe moments are so funny. My dad is full of them. Um, always complimenting me about my looks because, again, I look like my dad, and so I think it's more of him like being like, oh, I like her legs because they look like mine. But, um, yeah, it's very uncomfortable. It, uh, it sends shivers through your spine. They don't mean it in a creepy way. It doesn't make it any less worse. Um, I'm trying to think of one that happened recently. Oh, oh that, the, today he goes on, on FaceTime, in fact. He goes, how you feeling? I was like, oh, I'm good. <clears throat> I haven't seen him in a while. <clears throat> he goes, you look good. And I go, dad, I just woke up. I have disgusting hair. Like, I didn't look good. I don't want to hear him go, you look good. It's just like, this is why I don't FaceTime you. I don't want to hear that I look good. Even even that gives me kind of like creeps in a way that, because uh, I didn't look good. He was like, it's almost the way like a lover thinks that Maybe meant like healthy. the person. You know what I mean? Like you look yeah. good. Like you'll. But I don't like. You look healthy. You look like you I got blood though. in I your face like, or something. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want my dad to say it. Look like I have any fluid in my face. <laughs> my dad's like, I'm feeling like my prostate's really <sighs> okay yeah, today. Maybe I'll do get to 22 this month. I got 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those months with the extra, the 31 days. I love a hypochondriac trying to jerk off Jerking to off. keep his prostate healthy, but he can't come. He's just like, I got to come to save my prostate. Is there a, what's that one song, the Green Day song with 21 21, flag, 21 guns. Gun. I feel like they don't say 21 in it, though, but I wanted to make some kind of Green Day reference last time when we were talking about, last time when you were talking about the the coming but the hey babe moments has your mom ever complimented your looks in a way that made you feel unsafe not, not, not unsafe, unsavory just like, uh she like she always has a thing to say about how i look whether it's my beard or but you like no it. I, think I don't like, like it i feel like it, it's no? um like she goes you're my handsome boy that's your mom <laughs> that's impression of your mom that you I think, do i don't think i think that's how uh, her mom comp like would say stuff about her looks and then she would complain mm. about her mom and then do the exact same thing to us about our looks. And it was just passive. It wasn't, you know, there, so, you, you know, there was always like a little jab of what you're looking like, what you're wearing. Yeah. My grandma used to say, you got my mother's eyes. You got my mother's green eyes. Oh, but she'd Aww. get like really into it. She'd be like, oh, I like your green eyes. Oh, you got my mother's oh, eyes. God. She would always slurp, and it was weird. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> but you love you. I think you have a little bit of pride, and in in I think you get a little bit tickled when ladies in in your family have said that. You it doesn't. It's good. You're telling me it made you creeped out. You weren't like a little proud boy. Not a proud. When boy. I when my grandma proud says boy, that like, I have my mom's eyes or her mom's eyes. 
Or just like you have beautiful green eyes. You didn't have a little skip no, in your step? No, just no. Fe- feeling like kind of special? It doesn't do anything for me. It really doesn't. Like okay. if my mom says I look good one day, then I kind of have that same thing where I'm like, well, how shitty did I look last time I was down here? Yes, yes. Like, my mom does that too. The other day, my mom was over and she had to go to a pool party later in the day and she was just like i don't want to go to this fucking thing i have to be in a swimsuit and i knew that one of the women there was going to be like is kind of like a has a rock and bod she's what well, younger than my mom and um and i go i know you're feeling insecure let's let's have a little pep talk so i made my mom come into my bathroom and stare into her own eyes and say <laughs> um i love you for making um for uh, i i love my body it um works I get to hug my kid, my grandkids. I get to stand upright right now. I get to be able to move about. I get to come over and hang out with my daughter because I have mobility. My body is amazing. It's pushed two kids. I made her repeat all of this, and she was just like, oh, I don't want to do it. But I was just trying to, like, celebrate what she – like, a 62-year-old woman shouldn't – think shouldn't try to look hot in a suit that shouldn't be a burden for you anymore you know what i mean yeah like, i mean but it doesn't mean that it's not still a struggle final thought i, I put out a, a thing last like on the podcast probably a month ago at this point maybe more of like if you are going to a pool party and you need help you're about to be in a swimsuit around someone dm me and i'll help you i um i got this message from a girl who was like I'm about to go on this trip with girls that are like do spin classes and work out all the time they look amazing and I'm about to feel like I don't look that way I have no time to like change that what am I gonna do and I forget what I wrote to her (laughs) but it was so good that it helped me and I'm gonna I want to find it so I can read it to you guys but it made me realize like I'm I'm thinking about writing a book or I'm starting to wrap my head about what I want to write a book about. And I think it's going to be that stuff of like helping people not like just helping people accept themselves and, and also helping myself accept myself because acceptance is truly it. But the thing that I want to just keep sharing that maybe didn't get through to you guys that has always helped me and maybe doesn't help you, but this for whatever reason, like I wish I would have had this tool or this kind of logic before like, you know, a year ago when I finally got it. But like when I feel fat or ugly or my ass is just has extra cheeks on it no or, or no cheeks. No, it's always like more like <laughs> just baggy skin, like no butt, just like no fat, just like skin. Like just, you know, sometimes I look I said it before. I look like a you know when a you know when a supermodel t- gets elderly, and you're like, damn, she's still like kind of hot, but she's like an elder. I have the I'm a 37 woman with the body of an elderly supermodel, and that's not me tooting my own horn. Like, that's just kind of yeah. how it is, and I'll take it. It's good, uh, you know. But um, <clears throat> when I'm feeling bad about my body, and and mad at like God, why didn't I work out this week? Why did I eat that? Blah blah blah. And I've said this before, <clears throat> but it just helps me to repeat. Um, because I'm having that with my hair recently. I'm having it with my face. Um, my eyes are kind of like drooping and like just things I'm seeing aging wise. If I, I just, now I think Nikki, if you could snap your fingers and not have this, you would, you would not have it, right? Yeah. Nikki, of course you would. You don't want this thing right now that 
look that is making you sad. So because you would change it if you could, doesn't that mean you can't and that you would if you could, but you can't? But but I could have gone to the gym for the past couple months. I could have not eaten all that shit on the couch or whatever. Well, you you that stuff that you did, you also didn't really have a choice to do that either. You let yourself off the don't beat yourself up for that stuff. That stuff you did because it's better than fucking working out or whatever. You needed to do that stuff. If you wanted to work out, you would have. Um so when you feel bad about how fat you are or how ugly you look or like just your clothes are stained, like all those things, you don't want, you didn't actively spill stuff on yourself. You didn't actively pull your face down because you want to look ugly. Maybe you did, maybe, but, but you, I'm guessing you didn't want to feel fat today. So just recognize that, Andrew, like you don't want to have a receding hairline. So it's not your fault. Yeah. Because if it were up to you, you wouldn't have one. So we don't, don't you, when you take it out of your hands, and, and head, when you make it not yeah. your fault and your head, then it, then it becomes something that you can't get mad at yourself about. So this is just a mind trick to, and it's, and a couple people have shared that it's worked for them. Like they, they stop and they go, okay, would I want, if I could sign my fingers, would my thighs be smaller? Yes. Okay. Well, that. So I definitely don't want this. So I didn't choose this. So just accept it. Because we, when things happen to us in life that we don't have anything to do with, that we don't feel at fault with, we don't beat ourselves up about it. We go, God, I didn't want that. I didn't choose it. Life just serves me that fuck. All right, well, moving on. But when we, when we think we're the yeah. cause of it, that we actually chose it, that's when, the, that's when it's, we can't get through it. So if you feel fat, tell yourself, did I choose to feel this way? Yeah, Nikki, because I ate a bunch of shit and I'm a lazy piece of shit. No, you aren't. You didn't choose to eat that stuff. You had no choice. You had to finish that box of cookies. If you had a choice, you wouldn't have done it because no one wants to eat a whole box of cookies and make themselves sick. You had no choice. So let yourself off the hook because you are just trying to soothe a feeling inside that feels uncomfortable and cookies were your only way to do it and not going to a workout class was your only way to do it and sitting on the couch was the only way to do it. So also, I just want to share one reddit thing that made me laugh so fucking hard and it's honestly kind of the opposite of all of this but <laughs> this is going to be the last thing i say this made me laugh in bed yesterday so fucking hard and i can't save it for the reddit dump because it's too good someone goes <laughs> okay this made me laugh so hard it's from life pro tips and it said life pro tip lpt Buy clothes that fit you. Nobody is looking at you and going, wow, look at that dude fitting in a medium shirt. They're thinking, look at this walking vacuum sealed bag of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> it made me laugh so hard because the idea that someone would be like, dude, that guy's fitting in a medium shirt. He's fucking killing it. Like we, I have so many times been like, I don't want to wear that dress because I know that size that I feel best at. And that size is not the size. But the thing is, I'm going to squeeze into that dress. No one knows what size that, no one's going, wow, Nikki fit into that dress. Unless I'm putting the tag out there for people to see. No one yeah. cares. Wear things that fit. Like, I think that's, that's, that's kind of fat shaming. And I don't like that about that. But it made me laugh that sometimes we have this sense of pride that we fit in things that no one cares what size it is. Like, 
just be comfortable. And so if you need to buy a bigger size of something, don't throw away the smaller size thing, buy the bigger size and have it around for those days because it's gonna happen to everyone. Everyone will be some kind of shape they don't wanna be at some point. And um, except Giselle, she seems to not ever have right, you that have issue. Giselle's but body when she's 140. I know. <laughs> I know. It's really nice to know. And Tom Brady will still love her then because he'll still be alive. She he, won't. He has fake but hair. He's not going. He's not. Yeah. He has fake hair. All right. Well, wouldn't you if you had all yeah. that money? And yeah, you're probably going to get it pretty soon. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't get fake hair. Why? Let's uh, cliffhanger. Okay, we'll see you next week and we'll figure out why Andrew will never get fake hair. <laughs> Have all the smells this weekend. Don't be good. And uh, you know it. Yeah. Fruit. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.